Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This morning, under the tutelage of general manager, I forgot to come up with a general manager. Any uh, any nominees? Uh, Assange. Hmm? Wikileaks would be all right. I thought of that. I yeah. didn't. I don't love it, but okay. uh, I haven't loved all our general managers. Franklin Marshall, <laughs> any nominees? I was. I was going to say uh, WikiLeaks as well. Or you could WikiLeaks. Go, it is. There you go. Or you could go right. for the infamous Roy Moore again. Uh, oh, nah. I think he's toast. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, uh, all right. Studio C, Senor. Uh, WikiLeaks, our general manager. The white flash has been delayed. He is on his way, or so I'm told. And uh, and we'll be here momentarily, I think. Yep. The mysterious Anton is checking how far out he is. Yes. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, he may jump on the phone. We're checking. This is okay. all live. This is very exciting. Sure. Anton is this terribly mysterious, This is like the fall too. of the Berlin yes, Wall or the, uh, or the uh, something or other. Is he going to jump on the phone, you think? Is that the plan? There he is, everybody. It's Jack Armstrong. So we're doing the show today from our San Francisco studio. We uh, we move around. We're men of the globe. Yes, we are. Um, I was I just in to... Istanbul last night having cocktails yes. with the Maharaja. <laughs> <laughs> Charming man, the Maharaja. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is quite the trip from Istanbul yeah. back to... Uh, California. I slept on the um, plane. Is uh is tra- is traffic getting worse? I rarely drive in on this route uh, in a car, but it seems like it's worse than it was years ago. I don't know. Well, the economy's picking up. You know how it is. You think that's it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> if if 
Based on based on today, and I know this is a relatable for many people who are in this situation in major cities across America. Uh, this time of day, you could live uh, 30 miles. No, 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 no. 10 miles from where you want to be, and it would still take you two hours to get to work. <laughs> yeah. 10 miles away. Absolutely lovely. So, so, so when does uh, when does the whole hovercraft thing happen? Or twenty twenty, L A. Yep. Uber's going to trot it. it out. Air uh, Air Ubers. You know what'll fix this problem? We all know it'll fix this problem. A fifty mile an hour train. <laughs> <laughs> a regular train at the cost of a hundred billion dollars yeah. from San Francisco to L A. That'll change all that. Right. That'll um, solve everybody's commute. So on the on the general manager thing, WikiLeaks Eric Trump. That's uh, that's kind of a complicated story. We're going to have to get somebody to explain that to us later. I think. Right, right. We have at least one Trump boy involved, right? Yeah, Junior was. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll get into oh, it yeah, in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Trump. I get him mixed up. Which one's the scene is the dumb one? The why the long face? Which one is that one? Uh, that, uh, Eric. Eric isn't very impressive. You may remember during the convention last year when I was rating the Trumps day by day. Eric was frequently <laughs> the fourth or fifth ranked Trump. In fact, one day he fell behind Tiffany. <laughs> have you seen the way they the way they treat him on uh, on Saturday Night Live when they have the Trump boys on? It's pretty funny. No, I have not. I will not watch that filth. Did that is pretty funny. I'm um, usually playing croquet with the Maharaja on Saturday nights. Back in Istanbul. In, in Istanbul. Uh, how about we introduce everybody in the squad? There's the board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you, Michael? Good. This is my favorite time of year. This is when Costco on the uh, free sample aisle, they bring out the uh, turkey and the gravy and, and the mashed mm. potatoes because they want you to buy all this stuff for Thanksgiving. And so it's great because if you go through there enough times, you basically have your Thanksgiving meal, you know, like 12, you know, nine days early or something like that. Do you just save it in your cheeks and go home and spit it out <laughs> and put it in the fridge? Or what? No, What's usually, your technique? What I do is I'll bring like five or six other you know family members. will go and then they'll just we'll all take turns getting a piece of stuff and we'll put it together on a plate. Then you know, you're right. Beautiful. Save it. You're right. That's I really beautiful. should be saving it. Stuff it in your pockets. You got plastic lined pockets. A <laughs> nice lifestyle. You know who wouldn't appreciate that? It's the Maharaji. <laughs> oh, he's a classy man. Um. So, Michael, it seems like you go to Costco. Three, four times a week. And the whole point of Costco <laughs> is you're buying in bulk, so you only have to go a couple of times a year. Uh, are you doing it wrong, or what's the deal? I don't even have a membership. I just go with a guest every time. <laughs> you know, there you go. I just uh, wait for a family to walk in, and I become one of their children. <laughs> uh, or like Joe's, Joe's classic. You, you, you walk backwards in the outdoor, and people think you're there. You go. Exactly. Um, so is the TSA in charge of security at Costco? Didn't they just miss 85 or 90% of the guns, bombs, and knives? Yeah. Quit, well, quit letting the you... riffraff in. I pay for my membership. I don't want to bump into Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this on the air? <laughs> oh, uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How is Sean? Uh, doing very well, and it was on this day in the year of our Lord, 1851, that the book Moby Dick was first published. This by, of course, awesome. the great Herman Melville. Now, this was the first time it was published as Moby Dick. I believe in my five minutes of Internet research, it was released as, uh, I believe it was called The Whale in London prior to that with uh, various edited versions that, that Melville, Melville did not authorize. But the official Moby Dick was released today in 1851. 
and was uh, and and landed with a thud. Nobody thought it was any good for like fifty years, and then somehow it was forced upon school children who don't yes. want to read it from from that, that point on. <laughs> I have read uh, half of Moby Dick like ten times. I've never read the second half. I it, don't know what happens. It is a slog. I mean, it is. If Melville's idea was, I'm going to replicate the length and pain of a whale hunt in this book. <laughs> well, then he is the genius that he's hailed as. Because you you feel like you've been out at sea for months reading that damn thing. Turns There's, out, the, uh, Marshall. Turns, go ahead. How does it end? Do you know how it ends? No, I don't have any idea. <laughs> the whale was there the whole right. time. I th- yeah, exactly. I think the the whale. Well, I've seen the movie. The whale wrecks the boat, and and and, and Ahab dies or something. I don't know. I, yeah, I know that all the exciting stuff is coming later in the book. I've never gotten to that part. Yeah. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've got a couple of very special birthdays. One is a royal birthday. Uh. <laughs> Britain's Prince Charles is turning 69 years old. His net worth, $100 million. Now, you'd think he'd be worth a lot more, and on paper he is, but much of his other wealth is tied up in the Royal Trust, which he can't touch. It's all in property around London and such. So uh, his, uh, you know, his, his uh, fluid net worth about $100 million. And it, it is also the birthday of another, like myself and Sammy Hagar, proud native of Fontana, California, Blink-182's Travis Barker, great drummer and my best friend's nephew. He again turning 42 today. Travis net worth $85 million. No way! $85 million. Well, now they were a huge band and a really, really good band. But did he uh, did he have something else going on? Oh. Did he have an energy drink or no? Nah, nah. I mean, he's, he's he was with uh, getting with playmates and stuff like that. But Travis Travis has his own online clothing line called Famous Stars and Straps. Uh, there you go. There you go. Designed for wow. punk rock and hip hop fans, and I mean, it is an empire. Atta, so, babe. Good okay. job. Why don't I have a clothing line? Note to self, start clothing start line. Start clothing that line. That explains it. Yeah. Because your modern musician, even when they're really big, they don't generally have that kind of money. That's right. it. It's the clothing line. Gotcha. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I'm I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Tuesday already in November, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Here it comes, everybody. Ready? At Mark. It came out that Donald Trump Jr. was in direct contact with WikiLeaks during last year's election. You can tell Don Jr. is in trouble because his dad just demoted him to Eric. Which one? Well, they both have slicked back hair. Who's got the dark slicked black back hair? A little that's, better looking. That's Junior. That's Junior. Eric's okay. the uh, yeah the the pastier uh, looking. Uh, he, he looks a little uh, you know dialed back, just a little. He looks <laughs> <laughs> oh. looks a little confused often. There yeah, go. Well, he's a lovely fellow, according to all accounts. I've never heard a t- an unkind word spoken about the boy. <laughs> So I don't even know why. Why would we d- go after a guy's appearance? I'm looking at a, a picture of him right now. He's a handsome man. Sure. I was just trying to figure out which one's which, which one's in the news today. There you go. Well, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, national GOP support for the Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore evaporating as another accuser speaks out. You got Trump Jr.'s Twitter exchange with WikiLeaks during the election stirring the D.C. pot. And what most Americans 
really do not want to do this Christmas. Stories coming up 635, Armstrong and Getty. Uh, get hit by a bus, get caught on fire. I can think of a number of things. Get a deep laceration. Yeah, there's quite a long list. We'll have to stay tuned. Did you hear somebody in Alabama, I, I, I don't remember where it came from, it said that Roy Moore used to hang around the mall yep. trying to talk to. Oh, my what? God. Yep. Oh, my God. That is incredible. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. This is, this is a Cracker's Immortal Classic low. Michael, no Moby Dick from Led Zeppelin? No Royals from uh, Lord? I noticed when Marshall, uh, he thought there was going to be music or something, and you didn't play it, and you just went, uh, I think maybe we need to have a meeting or something. How's the morale there? It's not good. It's not good right now. You'd never last in the court of the Maharaja. Uh, That's funny. Uh, You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? Welcome. Good morning. Whatever you're doing is doing okay so far. I'm like Jack Stravales this morning so far. I, I, I was very responsible last night. <clears throat> Had my two reasonable-sized glasses of red wine. Heart healthy, don't you know? Went to bed on time. Slept like a rock because I have a clean conscience, unlike some of you. And I'm feeling pretty good. So I'll just anchor the show. I'll be the rock that everyone can build their house upon. Is uh, Jack wow. joining us via phone? There he is. Wow. That was beautiful, I'm feeling good. Joe. I'm feeling steady. Today is my moment. Wow. I'm uh, I'm walking into the building right now, but oh. I didn't realize you just announced you're St. Peter. That is something. <laughs> you know, that was uncomfortably close to the New Testament for those of you familiar with the good book. <laughs> the <laughs> at, least, at least I didn't claim to be Jesus. At least, you know, my ego's in check that much. Huh? Uh, mailbag. That's hilarious. Uh, who do you want to be? Uh, I want to be Doubting Thomas. You can be Paul on the road to the studio. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, the subject is braiding hair from Corey the Libertarian, uh, who's been the Libertarian's dad. Uh, Corey is a good man, a good and decent man who served, served the country honorably. He's been around the world. He, he knows what's up, and he is a fighter for liberty, a role model in a way. This is from Adam Smith in Wealth of Nations. We were talking yesterday about how, for instance, in uh, Oregon, it's, you have to uh, study to be a hairdresser for 57 weeks, 57 and a half weeks, 40 hours a week. And there are uh, that's the highest one. But there are, you know, months and months and months of study, and it, it keeps poor people from being able to work. And there are dozens of professions that are like that. In fact, I have a report in front of me that's really interesting on that topic. But anyway, that's why uh, Corey, the libertarian, brings it up. Uh, the proper, this is from Adam Smith in Wealth of Nations. The property which every man has in his own labor, or women, of course. Uh, as it is the original foundation of all other property, so it is the most sacred and inviolable. Uh, your own labor. 
The patrimony of the poor man lies in the strength and dexterity of his own hands, and to hinder him from employing this strength and dexterity in what manner he thinks proper without injury to his neighbor is a plain violation of this most sacred property. Can you paraphrase that for dumber people? Well, yeah. To deny a person, especially a poor person, the right to pursue a living is a horrifying uh, violation of their rights and act of cruelty. And there are so many regulations that they claim are for, well, for safety, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just a way to limit competition. The power brokers in that business get the legislatures to pass these laws to limit their competition. Um, and people fall for it in trying to build a utopia. Anyway, that's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Now on the, top, on, the, yeah, on the topic of perverts, well, you know what? Hang on a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll hang on to that. Because we've got an entire pervert-themed second half of mailbag. Um, I'm hope this thing. I'm hoping this theme goes away before too terribly long. Because I'm getting a little tired of hearing about gropings and jackins and and you know and, and various uh, you know sick behavior. Although I got another example today that's just that's that that's just amazing. I mean, I I agree. I'm tired of it. At the same time, it's it's pretty interesting to know societally that this has been going on so much for so long. Well, and if it's, if it's exposing people who are victimizing other people, be they women or, or young fellas, in the case of Kevin Spacey and others, I mean, then it's absolutely worth talking about. But uh, here's here's a handy hint for you, Jack. Do your fingers still uh, smell like onions? Michael, could you open the door, please? Hey, everybody, Jack's here. <laughs> What was that about my fingers? Do they still smell like onions? Yes, they do. No, let me. I hate smelling my fingers. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh boy, it is. Uh... It makes you look like a street person. Yeah, well, it makes you look like a, a perv. Speaking of pervs, but no, they don't smell like onions. Uh, Jack, run your fingers over a stainless steel knife under running water. Onion smell will be gone. Why is that? That's Cindy. Okay, and then Eric writes. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Rub your hands on stainless steel till the odor is gone. Okay. Loyal fag of three years from Wausau, Wisconsin. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. Thanks, Eric. Uh, but then your refrigerator smells like onions. <laughs> so what have you done? Well, it's better than your fingers, I guess. All right, moving along. You don't want to be smells like onions guy at work. <laughs> Onion smells exactly like B.O. We all know that. And oh, it's, it's amazing. It's so disgusting. It's God must just laugh his his butt off over that one. Well, because, you know, somebody would go get a subway or something. You walk out into the newsroom in our case, maybe it's, you know, a cubicle city in yours, and you think, oh, my God. Who reeks? There's a bum. There's a bum about. <laughs> but no, it's the humble onion, which I love to eat. Uh, let's see. I've heard you guys talking, writes uh, Gary, uh, about someone listening in on phone calls and finding information on your computer, ads, etc. thought you guys were just playing paranoidally nuts until now. I live in Elk Grove, California, and I was talking to my brother who lives in Nashville on my work cell phone Friday afternoon. He was telling me about how his son's basement had been flooding every time it rains. Well, Sunday night, I'm uh, working on my work laptop at home, and I decided to go to MSN to check the latest news. In two of the news windows, articles about dealing with basements flooding. Very odd, I thought. So I switched on my home computer and went to the same MSN website. Uh, two computers side by side. Most of all, the news articles were the same except for the two articles about basement flooding that were on my work computer, uh, not on my home computer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. This is insane and creepy. Aside from never using a cell phone again, what we, can we do to prevent this? This is way creepy. It's got to be buried, buried in those pages and pages of 
I consent that you click on every time you update software or what have you? Well, I, saw, I know a lot of people like Sean, I know, believes this, that uh, it's just a coincidence that we notice these ads we don't normally notice because this is on our mind. It's like when you're you're shopping for a certain sort of car, you happen to see those all the time. Or when you're, your wife's pregnant and you're getting ready to have a baby, you see babies all over the place. It's, you know, my counterpoint would be that Sean is an idiot. <laughs> Fair point. Wow. It's fair. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sean. He's an idiot, but he's very fair-minded. No, the, the the Canadian couple, the YouTube video, we posted it. They don't own a cat. They don't want a cat. They got no cats. And they just sat there and they talked about cat food for 10 minutes next to their cell phones. For the next 24 hours, all their news feeds, their emails, etc. We're trying to sell them cat food. Come on. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a Christian man. <laughs> Uh, let's see. All right. Now, moving along to pervs. Pervs yeah. in the news. Roy Moore used to hang around malls, and everybody knew that? Oh, come on. Well, wait a minute. Allegedly. They're trying to assassinate the man's character. I think his character's pretty well assassinated. Mm. So, on the topic of pervs in the news, we we're wondering aloud how many people want to, well, specifically, how many guys want to bring themselves pleasures in front of other people. They're public masturbators. Well, yeah, they're exhibitionists and the rest of it. And and we're trying to come up with a number. Um, is it one in a million or, or one out of five or what is it? It seems like it's a lot higher than I thought it was. Charming note here from Glinda who says, I live on a boat on the Delta. I believe that would be the uh, probably the, uh, the River Delta in the central part of California. An 80-plus guy bathes on the deck of his sailboat all the time. If I, a 60-year-old woman, walked by, he stands up grinning with his 80-year-old Johnson hanging out. God knows if she doesn't mention if he's, uh, you know, active with it. Wow. What time? Oh, we're kind of hurting for time. I uh, better wrap this up. Let's see. We have a brand-new game uh, called uh, Who's the Perv? That uh, It's fun. It's like It's like the death pool, but with perverts. And I'll explain the rules to you in a little bit. You might want to play along. We can post them. People want to play. Um, it's a less grim death pool, but a more uh, sickening one. And finally, oh, man, this one's unfortunate. Yeah, what the heck. Uh, please call me Al Anonymous, writes Al Anonymous. I've been listening to the show since 99. This is my first attempt at emailing in. Yesterday, you guys were trying to figure out how many people in the listening audience might have the weird exposing yourself, Gene. Uh, bu- 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 I can't dream of anybody doing that. I, I, I can't. But for, yesterday... For most of us, it's horrifying to be caught doing that. To have anybody see us doing that. Sure, sure. Um, I don't. I, uh, I am as disciplined as a monk. Hmm. Yesterday, I happened to be messaging with an old high school friend. He reminded me of something I'd completely forgotten. Senior year of high school, 94. I got drunk with all my friends. To that, this day, it's the only time I've ever tasted alcohol. I was the always the conservative Christian kid that never tried anything. Even with all the girlfriends I had in high school, it was hold hands and hug, save myself for marriage. Other than my wife of 22 years, I've only kissed one other person. Anyway, I was reminded that on drunk night, I asked a couple of girls, do you want to watch me pee? As soon as my friend mentioned it, it all came back to me. Luckily, nobody said yes, and I did not expose myself, etc., etc., Never done anything uh, within a mile since then, but I wonder. The one night he drank, yes. he was asking women if they want to watch him pee. Uh, no, I don't want to watch you pee. In fact, I want to not watch you pee. 
I want to watch everything but you peeing. Here's my point. <laughs> I want very much not to see you right. urinate. Right. Michael, on that charming. Wow, that is interesting. Note, please take us out. So he's got that kink lying deep down in his brain. He fears it. That he doesn't even know he had. It yeah. re- unleashed once when he drank. Mm. Wow. Mm. Um, so- Louis C.K. in the making. Yeah. So Marshall's got the news, and we got all the stuff to get into throughout the day, and Joe's tales of uh, hanging out with the Maharashi in uh, Istanbul last night. Fine croquet player. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Marshall, you said you heard the uh, you heard the story, Marshall, that Roy Moore used to hang around malls too. I certainly did. It's in this newscast. Yeah, the locals in oh. Gladstone, Alabama, said that his penchant for young ladies was well known back in the day. And when a local mall opened up in 1974, a number of the locals said Moore was often seen there flirting with teenage girls. God dang it! Well, you're 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 either into underage girls or you're not. It's not like something you dabble in once and think, oh, that was an interesting. And some of us are into assassinating good men's characters, apparently. (sighs) Poor Roy Moore. Will no one come to his defense? No, no one will come to his defense. (laughs) So this this explains it to me. This is why so many Republicans who've been, you know, uh, power brokers in the party forever, why Mitch McConnell, why why Sean Hannity went so hard at Roy Moore the other night. It's because they they got the information or have known for years. Yep. This is the guy's rep. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would suggest a guy like Hannity probably found out recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's wow. possible that, uh, you know, no, not possible. It's likely that a Mitch McConnell, people like that, they were told quite a while back in this election, boy, you got to watch out. Roy Moore's got right. quite the reputation around uh, around home for underage girls. So you got you to gotta keep in mind that could blow up on mm. us. You know they're ready for that. Yeah, one of the guys who grew up in the area is saying, these stories have been going around this town for 30 years. Nobody could believe they hadn't come out yet. The amazing thing is that you can be a powerful person and and be doing that with 14-year-olds and keep it secret for 30 years. That's amazing. You know, for what it's worth, the main pushback we're getting via the various means that we communicate uh, to you folks is, is what about Clinton? What about Clinton? And and somebody sent me a series of Joe Biden putting his hands in inappropriate places, inappropriate places with various women, which is absolutely true. But you know, again, this is kind of the benefit of being who we are. We're not beholden to either party. We're not particularly fond of either party. I just I call them call them out wherever they are. They're all pervs. I think Joe's a weird uncle kind of perv. Yeah, not he's like not a disturbing. No, no, no. You call the sheriff perv. No, he's nowhere in the league of a he's Roy just, Moore. He's hands. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and the game of yeah, but what about the uh, another person? I don't really like that game. Let's well, it discuss. Never ends. Let's, it never right. ends. And let's discuss one person at a time for now, because right. there's an election coming up in a couple of weeks. We're discussing Roy Moore. Here's the situation. Yeah, the GOP support for the Alabama Senate nominee Moore evaporating after another accuser came forward claiming he sexually assaulted her in the late 70s when she was 16 years old and he was in his 30s. Beverly Young Nelson charging during a presser yesterday that Moore had been a regular customer at a restaurant where she worked an after-school job. He offered to drive her home one night, but instead he parked behind the restaurant, locked the car door, and began trying to pull her shirt off. 
She oh said, my God, with a 16-year-old, you offered a ride home. Yeah, she's, Freaking, you're lucky, you're lucky some dad didn't kill you 30 years ago is what you're lucky. Yeah, she said she fought him off. She was afraid he was going to rape her. He finally let her out of the car while warning her. He said, you're just a child. And he said, I am the district attorney of Ottawa County. And if you tell anyone about this, no one will ever believe you. Moore saying her account, like all the others, is fiction. I never did what she said I did. I don't even know the woman. I don't know anything about her. That was his denial last night to reporters. Well, that's a better denial than the one Friday night yeah. where he said, that doesn't sound like me. And if I did it, I'm sure I asked the parents' permission. Right. And I don't recall that. That would be out of the normal for me. Yeah, nice. Well, at least he's denying now. In a move that could intensify the government's investigation of Russian meddling in the U.S. presidential election, Donald Trump Jr. has made public several Twitter exchanges he had with WikiLeaks during and after the 2016 election. Jr.'s release coming hours after The Atlantic first reported the message, or messages. He sought to minimize the impact of the exchanges, saying, really, they showed it just responded three times only, but one of the exchanges about the information drop is raising a number of questions. On October 12th, WikiLeaks sent Trump Jr. a link to the hacked Democratic emails along with this message. Strongly suggest your dad tweets this link if he mentions us. Less than an hour later, candidate Trump tweeted, Very little pickup of incredible information provided by WikiLeaks. Then two days later, Trump Jr. sent out the link himself saying, All the WikiLeaks emails are right here. That same day, when vice presidential candidate Mike Pence was asked about the Trump campaign's contacts with WikiLeaks on Fox News. Some of it suggested on the left that it, all this bad stuff about Hillary, nothing bad about Trump, uh, that your campaign is in cahoots with WikiLeaks. Uh, I, nothing could be further from the truth. Now, Pence's campaign's issued a statement saying he never knew anything about uh, people in the campaign being in touch with WikiLeaks. He said he first learned about it from yesterday's report. So I'm kind of slow on these kind of stories. So uh, if they were working with WikiLeaks, is that a crime? Is that an anything? What was well, that? if WikiLeaks was hacking, that's illegal. Yep. Right, that is illegal. That's a crime. It's a felony. Um, redistribution of links to hacked material? I don't think that's a crime. Um, it could be politically damaging if they see... You know, it's funny. All of a sudden now, um, the left, MSNBC, is acting as though uh, WikiLeaks is clearly and indisputably a tool of Moscow, which they may well be. I just think it's interesting right. that, that all of a sudden they're completely convinced of it when in the past, uh, when WikiLeaks have done other things, they've been uh, praised. But anyway, um, I can't think of a crime. It could be politically damaging. I mean, if WikiLeaks is a tool of Moscow and the American people come to believe that uh, Donald Jr. and Donald Sr. and all the Trumps and everybody has been lying just to, to, to repeatedly, uh, just, just all constantly about WikiLeaks and Russia and the rest of it. It could cost them politically, but I don't, I'm not sure there's a crime. All righty. It's collusion. What is that? The collusion is just a word. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. At the very least, it would appear that they joined with uh, Russian-leaning organizations to get dirt on Hillary. Hillary and her campaign paid a guy to go to Russia and get dirt on Trump. 
So uh, let's look at this as Americans and not partisans. What do we think of it? Yeah, boy, I, Mueller's report, whenever it comes out, is going to be so damned interesting. Somebody's going to get Mullered. That's um, a joke for uh, video game enthusiasts. Hope you all enjoy that. What right. by me? I, I thought it might. Yeah. I don't know the video games that well. We're talking like Pac-Man, that sort of thing? That's the one. Um, uh, yeah, we might get a reporter on on that whole WikiLeak thing, because that's a big story today. So we'll try to figure out what's going on there. Yep. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. seen an eight-carat engagement ring? Uh, no. Former Golden State Warrior David Lee, now of the San Antonio Spurs, enga- uh, proposed to his, I think she's a model. She's famous for something. Mm. Caroline Wozniak. Anyway, here's her engagement oh, she's ring. she's a, a tennis player. Oh, that's right, tennis player. Yeah. Uh, a hottie tennis player, which, for, wh- for whatever reason, in, in, in women's tennis is important to you becoming very wealthy. Right. So apparently he had to get her a big ring. That's an eight-carat ring. And they, she posted this on social media. When you talk about a humble brag, look where we are on vacation with her hand up. But um, look at that. Oh, my. I, I didn't. Wow. That is huge. Oh, it's like a robin egg. How would you walk around with that and not think you're going to get uh, bonked on the head all the time? Somebody come up with the uh, big old bolt cutters and take your finger Oof. just to save time. <laughs> Oof. I'm sorry. It's the way I'd do it. Nobody wants you that. Ask you ask me how I'd do it. You would. Okay. Barbaric. No, uh, I don't think he did. <laughs> I saw it in a movie once. So, uh, Frankie Fourfingers from my favorite movie, Snatch. Anyway, uh, I mentioned the pervert, the pervert allegation pool. It's like the Deadpool, but uh, less dead. Uh, don't pick Keith Richards. There's a the pro tip for you. Uh, it's a, a Pervo allegation pool. Basic rules. Pick five Hollywood or political or Forbes 500 level execs who have never been accused publicly of sexual assault or sexual harassment. Yeah, there's a lot of business people that have gone down during this. Uh, I was going to call it a witch hunt, but that's not fair. There weren't actually witches. There are sexual pervs. Right. right. But the business people aren't getting near as much attention because they aren't names you know. So in the next week, you have to pick five Hollywood political or Forbes 500 uh, execs who have never been publicly accused. You get one point for anyone who gets one to five allegations against them, an additional point for anyone who has six to ten allegations, an additional point for anyone who has more than ten allegations, or alligators, really, um, accusers. One additional point if the accused checks into an overnight treatment-slash-rehab facility. <laughs> You get one more point if the accusee resigns or is fired or has a show deal canceled. So it's going to be, um, you have a week to make your picks, and then we're going to track it Thanksgiving through Oscar night. And the uh, verification, the results will be uh, verified based on allegations appearing in the AP, Reuters, New York Times, USA Today, or Hollywood Reporter. $20 $20 per person, winner takes all, ties will be split evenly. This according to the person who sent us this. I, I tell you what, it's worth a Twinsky to get involved. I might do that. How many of the people are not that shocking? Like Roy Moore seems a little wacky. He didn't seem sexually wacky, but he seemed a no, little wacky. So, no, I would not have guessed him. 
You wouldn't? No, although she's you know, hanging around Southern the Bible mall. thumpers who end up being pervs is not exactly a new thing. I mean, you cover up your, your disgustingness by shows of piety. Well, yes, yeah, some people do, but the vast majority of people who are Bible thumpers are thumping the Bible because they believe in living a good life. Well, right. The Bible! Well, I get that, but, you know, like, yeah, okay. Prominent, aggressive, southern political types? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, so finding out Louis C.K. is doing that, shocking? No, not really. No, oh my behavior, God, he but... told us. Really? <laughs> If you listen to his act, Steven Seagal, who's in trouble for demanding some model um, uh, use his face as a chair for an hour. For an hour? Yeah, he wanted her to do that for an hour. Well, um, wow. So is, anyways, is, he asked her, hey, uh, do you have anything going the next hour or so? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like some of these people are shocking and some of them aren't. So. Right. George right. Foreman needs to take care of him. There you go. Um, <laughs> Michael's still pushing for that bout. No, the, the whole uh, I'm a pious Southern thing among politicians. It's like Barack Obama attending that church in Chicago. He didn't give a damn. He's an atheist. Um, but he knew he had to. You know? Roy Moore, who was willing to go to jail to keep the Ten Commandments in the park, was going to the mall asking uh, girls during their uh, high school job if they want to ride home. Allegedly. Allegedly. According to lots of women. Man, that makes you a hell of a perv. Yeah. Wow, uh, predator. Yeah, you're a full-on child predator. Oh, boy. Uncool. And uh, Alabama, not doing your image any good. None of this will matter when Saudi Arabia and Iran go to war together. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.